Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm so glad that we finally have a new episode coming out. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you all for being so patient with me when there's so much going on. I'm really pumped for today's episode and for you all to hear it though, because Gracie Petrie is a guest, as you know from literally clicking on this, but she's one of my favorite people on this planet, and I simply just adore her. Um, not only was she Miss Teen Louisiana, which we'll talk about a lot on this episode, which is just so cool and insane. I've never met anyone who was in a pageant before. Um, she's also just so strong and so bold, and her story displays that perfectly. She's so much fun, deeply kind, and she just loves the Lord so big. I cannot wait for you all to hear this episode. I had a way longer intro planned out for her, but I honestly thought it's just better to let you hear her story from her own mouth and not mine. So let's just go ahead and get started in this episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and today, after you heard that amazing intro, we have my sweet friend, Gracie Petrie. This is like a long-awaited guest that I know a lot of y'all are excited for, and I know I'm excited to just get to hear her story and talk to her today. So before we get into a lot of the questions, just go ahead and tell us your story and kind of give a brief testimony, even though I know that's like a hard question to say, a brief testimony, but (laughs) as much as you can, just kind of let us know about your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Lafayette. Um, I was raised in a religious home. I went to a private school, but I never really understood um, true Christianity. I wasn't super close to either of my parents growing up, but they, they're they married and I have um, three younger siblings. Um, my dad was an alcoholic growing up, which I know we just got really, really <laughs> quick, but my dad was an alcoholic and my mom and I didn't have a good emotional relationship. So I had a lot of um, anxiety and suppressed emotions whenever I was like in high school in middle school and then I came to LSU but I did my classes online and I stayed like living at home so I was like at LSU sometimes but (laughs) not really um and my whole life I kind of went like back and forth like going to church not really going to church pursuing the Lord and then in 2021 um I went through what I like to call like the year that I learned a lot about like my dependency on the Lord and like learned a lot about the Lord's faithfulness um, through that year. And so the end of 2021, um, one of my best friends died in a drunk driving accident. A couple weeks later, I moved out of my parents' house for the first time. Um, I had no relationship with my mom for eight months. Like we didn't talk at all. And I was like on my own for the first time, barely talking to either of my parents, like paying my own bills. And I was kind of like pushed into adulthood, like, and I just like started doing everything at once, which was like scary. (laughs) Um, And then in May of last year, um, I went through a broken engagement um, after six weeks of being engaged, which was followed by like a couple like messy situations, um, some abandonment and some like church hurt. Um, And I found myself in the darkest place I had ever been in in my life. Also like the most hopeless I'd ever felt. Um, I knew Jesus my whole life, but I definitely was in a place where I was like, like questioning, um, wait, (laughs) pause. (laughs) I need to read this again. Okay. Um, I trusted in physical things. I leaned on my relationships with people, pastors, and churches rather than God, um, which left me feeling 
completely empty. And I was very good codependent on others. And I think it was like May 15th or something like that. But I remember like that night, like that was the first time in my life I found myself struggling with unbelief and whether or not it was worth it to pursue God because I found myself so angry at him for removing all the things that I love. Um, And I felt wounded by like people in the church and I felt wounded by Christians. But I can now see that he was protecting me from a life that he didn't have planned for me because like we can plan things, but like ultimately like the Lord is the one who like determines the outcome. Um, And I also want to add that like, because of my engagement and everything, like that's kind of a vulnerable topic. Um, And I, I think that like that life that I would have had with him would have been um, great. It wouldn't have been bad. Like I'm not speaking down upon that at all, but it just wasn't what the Lord had for me. Um, and so last May was the first time that I like fully trusted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And like after many on and off cycles of calling myself a Christian and living um, a double life, I finally came to the realization that I needed him and began to trust him after going through the hardest season of my life. Um, and so flash forward to now, my dad is completely sober um, and we're closer than ever. And we talk about our walks with the Lord, like our individual walks with the Lord very often. I have a healthy relationship with my mom, which is not perfect, but it's better than it has been like my entire life. Um, I'm surrounded by community that I could not like, I don't think I could like dream up of this community on my own. Like it's definitely from the Lord. And I'm learning how to fully rely on the Lord for finances, comfort, and trusting him. Um, I've learned through like the last 24 months that he always provides and he always is faithful and I'm in awe of how good he is every day. Um, and I've seen that like everything that the enemy destroys, the Lord brings restoration to and restoration was a really big word for me last year. And I thought that he was going to restore certain things, but like it wasn't even close to like what he actually did and what he actually had planned for me was so much better than what I was hoping for. Um, and a verse that I think kind of reflects like my life story is second Timothy two thirteen, And it says, if we're unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. And that verse has been so apparent in my life. Um, because I knew Lord and I ran away from him and he never stopped chasing me. So that's my story. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I know like a lot of things in your story can be like scarier to or harder to and um, honestly, we could just stop the podcast right there because I think your story is um, obviously such a sweet example of the Lord's faithfulness. And um, I know a lot of girls will have, or boys, but really just girls, <laughs> um, different parts of their story they relate to. And so um, I just think it's cool that you're able to share and just show like how the Lord was always present in your life and like what's led to now. And I'm also, obviously you would have had a great life, but I'm so glad that the Lord um <laughs> brought you here because now we get to be friends and like I love you so much so it's so sweet um but kind of a lot within your story and in your own life you've kind of talked about you said this phrase one time we were talking about kind of just trusting the Lord when you Mm -hmm. had nothing left so can you kind of elaborate on that and what that looked like because I think that's really cool um kind of moment that you've gotten to have and just full dependence on the Lord Mm -hmm. and that's something that I know I struggle with and a lot of listeners do too so I just thought that'd be something kind of good for you to elaborate on yeah Um, I would sum it up by saying I never trusted God until he was all I had, which led to me realizing that he was all I needed. Um, I think my whole life I was like searching for comfort in people and comfort in things and comfort in titles. 
and my reputation and what people thought of me, especially like with pageants. But I realized like in May of last year that none of those things will ultimately fulfill me. Um, and only my relationship with the Lord, like my relationship with the Lord is the only thing that I can cling to that will never fade away. And last year, the Lord took me to a place, um, where it was just him and I, when I, like that night that I talked about, um, and it was really hard and it hurt so deeply. It was, like I said, like the, the darkest I'd ever been at my lowest point in my entire life, but it was the kindest thing that he could have done for me because it taught me that I needed to rely on him for my comfort, my peace, for like trust, like for all of those things. Um, and so I am thankful for it now, even though it was the hardest thing I ever had to walk through. It was the kindest thing that he's ever done for me. Yeah, I think it's so cool how you say that of like the hardest thing you've ever had to walk through is the kindest thing the Lord's mm-hmm. done for you. And I think that's even applicable to a lot of people when they're, I don't know, they pray for something and then the Lord answers it in a different way or their life just doesn't go as expected because, I mean, obviously we know as Christians, the Lord does everything mm-hmm. for his good and his glory and for a purpose, but it's obviously hard to see. And so yeah. it's cool to see now the fruit of it, but also obviously you did have to go through the hard parts to get to where you are now too, mm-hmm. which I think is important for people to know. Um, One of these, oh, sorry. We're about to say something. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we're like so silly on this. It's going to be funny. Um, one thing I was going to ask you that I didn't put on the questions was, I'm trying to think how to word this, but just even when you kind of had all the different titles of like these huge pageant, like the things that you've been working towards your whole life, obviously that didn't fulfill you. Right. And so kind of like, I mean, I don't know if we'll kind of talk about this later, but how did that realization kind of come to you of like, this isn't what's going to fulfill me. The Lord is like, what was the feeling like when you had those titles? Does that make sense? What I'm yes. asking? Cause I just kind of yes. threw that at you. No, but no, thank you. <laughs> um, I could talk about that for a long time. And there are some things that I'm going to talk about, like with that later, but I, for those of you that don't know, um, I competed for Miss Louisiana teen three, five times. Um, so I did it like five different years. And when you're in pageants, you are literally asking people to pick you based on your physical appearance and your intelligence and your performance. And like, that is the opposite of what the Lord asks you to do. Like, there's nothing that we can do to get into heaven, but when you're on earth competing in things like a pageant, like you do have to work really hard to earn those titles. And so I learned um, after my fifth year of competing, I finally won. And I learned during that year that like, that was the biggest thing that I was chasing, like throughout the end of my high school career and like beginning of college, I was chasing like winning that title. And I really wanted to be Miss Louisiana. And it did not fulfill me the whole year that I was Miss Louisiana. I was very, very thankful for it. And I did get to meet so many people. And I met some of my best friends who are like my sisters through pageants. And I know that the Lord used it for good, but I did realize that like I was chasing the wrong things. Um, and it, it didn't fulfill me. And the only thing that could fulfill me was the Lord. But I found myself like multiple weekends throughout that year, just, I, I was crying like all the time because I was like, I feel like I'm not good enough. And that is a weight that's put on you in that world is like only one girl is going to win. Miss Teen USA. And so there are 50 of you, but only one is going to be the best. And like, you work so hard for that. You know, I worked for it for five years and like not winning was obviously difficult and it's difficult for everyone that does it. Um, But I realized within like, like probably six weeks before Miss Teen USA, like 
what if this isn't the Lord's plan for me? And he slowly started to like give me comfort about not winning. And so by the time that it came around, I was like, okay, like I'm probably going to be sad if I don't win, but like, it's going to be okay. Um, and it was okay. And I was fine. But for the first five years of me doing it, I was fully, I think my like joy was fully dependent on how it went in like inside of pageants, like outside of it, my joy was dependent on other things that weren't the Lord. And that's a whole nother topic. But, um, I did put a lot of my worth in pageants and I learned that they, they won't fulfill you and they're fun and exciting. And it's so fun to do all that stuff. And you meet so many people, but at the end of the day, like you go home and like you do sometimes feel like you're not good enough. And my relationship with the Lord has never done that. (laughs) Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, and then kind of circling back to kind of going off of your story and your testimony. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but kind of what ways have you seen the Lord's faithfulness displayed in your life and just kind of, how can that be an encouragement for others? Because I think one of the greatest testimonies we have for the Lord is our own. And so I just thought it'd be cool if you kind of shared some of the ways that he's displayed his faithfulness in your life. Yeah. So I can talk about like where I'm at now and how much he has given me now. Um, but I was going through some of my old journals from like last May the other day. And one of the first things that I wrote in my journal that I got a new one, like whenever I was going through all that stuff, one of the first things that I wrote, I guess I was praying and I wrote, um, what will he provide with a question mark next to it? And I put comfort, security, purpose, patience, peace, and community. And that was on May 22nd, 2022. And I think that that is like so funny now because I remember thinking like, it's unreasonable for me to want all of these things. Like maybe I'll get a few friends and like the Lord will give me peace. But like, I genuinely, like my faith was so much smaller then. Um, And I think it's also shown like how my faith has grown, but I like, that was just a small list of the things that he has given me. And like, he has given me an abundance of all of those things. Um, And I have a verse. (laughs) Um, Ephesians 3.20 says, Not a him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. And then in the New New King James Version, it says, um, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think um that verse exceedingly abundantly above like that phrase was something that i was like really clinging to throughout all of last year and i think about it now and i can just see like how much the lord has done um and that he has genuinely given me exceedingly abundantly above and i've seen that through every step of the way um since I like fully put my trust in him. And since I moved, I've seen, I've seen that verse be apparent, um, in all of the things that I was listing earlier, comfort, security, purpose. Um, I learned a lot about like purpose since moving here and I've gotten so much community, which I think I talked about a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I've seen his faithfulness in so many ways. And then in my family, um, I never would have dreamed that like the Lord would, I, I prayed about my relationship with both of my parents separately, but I never thought that it would be as good as, as it is now. And I'm so close with my dad and, um, with my mom, like it's getting there. And a year ago I wasn't talking to her at all. And so it's really sweet to see how that has changed because of some of my small prayers that I like prayed. 
Good Lord. Yeah, that's so cool. I was listening to a podcast today on my walk about like praying bold prayers for the Lord because like that obviously shows your mm-hmm. faith in him. And so I think it's cool that now you're also like, you know, the Lord answered my prayers and like I can even mm-hmm. trust him for more, um, which is something that I've kind of been learning. And I also think it's important to note that like the things that he like was faithful and blessed you with is not like, oh, now you have a boyfriend or now you have like all the money in the world or now a title or all the Instagram followers, but it's like, no, he's giving you like security and comfort mm-hmm. and community. And so I think it's an important thing for people listening to be like, okay, look at what you prayed for and look at what the Lord has given her. And it's not like traditionally what the world would say is an abundance of blessings, but like it truly is an abundance of blessings. So I yeah. think that's cool. Yes. Um, and then also going along, I need to stop saying, um, I just realized I keep saying that. Sorry, y'all. But <laughs> I'm working on it if my mom's listening to me. Um, anyways, <laughs> keep going. How have you seen the Lord's character through your story? I know we just have mentioned faithfulness a million times, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> um, kind of including that, and then what other ways have you seen the Lord's character throughout you know, your life? Um, during that season, whenever it was just me and the Lord, one of my pastors told me, like, either during this season you can like run away from the Lord or you can really press in and you're going to learn a lot about his character through this season. And I didn't really know what that meant, but I learned a lot about his character through my own brokenness and my own weakness. Um, and I learned about a lot about like how much stronger we are because of him um, and his faithfulness and his kindness. I do have a few verses. Um this one talks about, okay, this is Hebrews 2, 17 through 18. Um, and it says, therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when being tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Um, I think like the end of that verse just talks about how the Lord relates to us because like Jesus was a human on this earth and he was tempted with all the same things as us, but he also like felt some of the same struggles and the weight of a lot of the things that we feel. Um, and it talks about how he's a merciful and faithful high priest. And I've learned a lot about um, the grace of God and the mercy of God and just how good he is. And I know I talk about his faithfulness a lot, but that's the biggest thing that I've like learned about the Lord. And then Second um, Corinthians 12... 9 through 10 says gosh sorry <laughs> i think that's a garbage truck maybe i don't know what that is it says but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of christ may rest upon me for the sake of christ then i am content with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions and calamities for when i am weak then i am strong um That verse is important to me because during that season, I felt so weak and I was at my lowest and I wasn't, I was isolated from, you know, my family because I wasn't talking to my mom and I was living outside of their house. And then I wasn't close with my ex-fiance's family anymore because we had broken up. I wasn't close with a ton of people in the church because like they were friends with him. And I was isolated for the first time in my life and I felt so weak and I was like, there's nothing I can do right now on my own. Um, I've lost every relationship that I've put like effort into and I felt weak, but I've like looked to that verse and think like it's in that weakness that I have the opportunity to um, 
really press into the Lord and I would like to like encourage anyone that's listening to this um if you feel weak or if you feel like you're like having just a hard time um that is an opportunity for the Lord's power to work in your life and for you to really press into the Holy Spirit and just press into Jesus and um rely on him for strength because I had a few people tell me last year, like, you look like you're doing good. Like you look so strong. And I literally was like, it's not me. Like it is 200% not me. It's because of the Holy spirit, because I don't know how I'm getting out of bed every morning because it was such a rough season. Um, and the Holy spirit did give me so much strength. I literally like, this is so cheesy, but I've like chills listening to it. I just think (laughs) it's so cool to hear the Lord work in people's lives and, um, so encouraging to so many people I know. Um, you keep kind of talking about how you moved and I wanted to kind of elaborate on that more. Um, and you can kind of explain it a little bit cause I don't know if I'll do a good job, but you basically moved to Baton Rouge, like being obedient to God. You didn't necessarily have like a exact yeah. plan. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted you to elaborate on that of like, how did you kind of walk in that obedience in the next steps the Lord was calling you to? How did you discern that was his will and his voice? And how did you kind of step in that boldness? Cause you just like moved here you can talk about it more I'm probably not yeah. doing a good job explaining it but I think that's also a cool part um of something that you've done in your life mm-hmm. that was just really trusting the Lord mm-hmm. and something we could all be better at doing yes so last year I'm um, at the beginning of the year where my relationship with my mom was like rocky um I moved in with a friend for a few months but I was still like very relying on my parents income and everything um August of 2022 I started praying about like like the Lord wants me to move but that is terrifying and like I don't want to I don't want to do that because I still was so close to everyone in Lafayette I'd never moved out out of Lafayette um and so I everyone hears from the Lord differently I don't hear like the audible voice of God but I get like a gut feeling about things and it's discernment um and as I've grown in my relationship with the Lord my discernment has gotten better but I remember last year feeling this like gut feeling that I needed to move. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but I was praying between Baton Rouge and another place that I visited both places a lot. And it's like, okay, Lord, like, what am I going to do? Like all my classes are online. I'm not going back to school. Like it's obvious that like, that's not what I'm going to do. So like, what is it? And he literally just kept telling me like, you need to move and you need to live by yourself. Um, for a season to understand that like I will provide finances I will provide a job I will provide people like you need to do it and as a junior in college I was like everyone already has their friends like I'm not gonna be able to find good community there which I want to laugh like just saying (laughs) that but like that was a big like the biggest thing that was so scary was like I'm not gonna have any friends all my friends are here and then like paying your own rent is really scary when you're 20 and I know all of us do it but like I had never done it before um and then like having a job that I needed to rely on for income was also another scary thing and I was terrified because I was so comfortable in Lafayette um but I felt like the Lord was telling me to do it and this is really vulnerable but it goes hand in hand with like obedience um I was praying for the Lord to remove feelings for my ex-fiance during that same time because I was like, if if this is not who the Lord has for me, then like, I don't want to, you know, feel, um, I mean, you can still love them like as a brother in Christ, but I didn't want to feel like 
those like romantic feelings, I guess you could say towards him. Um, and this is like toward the end of last year. So like we had been broken up for at least six months and I still was like, I'm in love with him. <laughs> um, and I was praying about like, Lord, would you like remove those feelings um, and let me see him like as a son of God, but like not as my husband. <laughs> um, and I was like, Lord, like remove these feelings, remove these feelings from me. Like I still feel them. And I was praying that like while I was living in Lafayette and the Lord began to loosen ties with like me and like people that were there. And like, I think he was making it easier for me to move because by November of last year, I knew that I was moving to Baton Rouge in January of this year, but I was terrified. And I was like, all my friends are here. I, I like, this is where my roots are. And it was almost like the Lord slowly uprooted me and was like, no, like you're going to go like where I, where I like have for you to, in Baton Rouge. Um, and so I moved here at the end of January and within two weeks of me moving, I felt so much like freedom and I did feel like those feelings for him were removed, which it's easy to say that whenever you're like not living in that same place. But every time I visit home, like it feels different now. And like, there is so much freedom and I love Lafayette so much. And I love visiting my family, but I know that this is where the Lord wants me. And all of those things that I was worried about, like, there was not a moment where or he provided an abundance of all of those things. So like I had multiple jobs that I could have taken whenever I, like before I even moved here, I was actually driving back and forth to Baton Rouge for like a week and a half because they needed me to start before I moved. Like there was already a job before I even moved here. Um, he provided like a safe place for me to live on my own. And he provided so much community I could talk about it forever and ever and ever, but like everyone at refuge. Um, and then like one of my best friends lives 20 minutes away. And so getting to be with her has been really sweet too. Um, but one of the biggest lessons I learned from that was that I got my biggest prayer answered whenever I stepped out in faith to what the Lord was telling me to do. And it was so scary for me to move away from Lafayette and truly rely on the Lord because that was like, I think I learned last year, like, I've never relied on the Lord. Like, I'm going to do that now. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to give you something to really rely on me with. And I was like, wait, <laughs> no, I'm scared. But then I, I did it. It like took a month or two, but I did it. And the Lord provided exceedingly abundantly above everything that I could have asked for during that. Um, and he did answer my prayer. And it has just been so sweet. And I've really seen his faithfulness through that. Yeah, it's so cool to see um, someone who steps out in obedience and boldness and then the fruit that comes of it. Um, I like what you kind of said about like your prayers from the Lord were, were answered mm -hmm. when you stepped out in faithfulness because I think that's an important thing people kind of forget. And obviously the Lord can do anything. He's sovereign. Like he doesn't have limits in that way. But I think also a lot of the times we're just like sitting in our room with the door shut being like, Lord, can you um, bring me community? And then it's like, well, you need to like yeah. take steps to yeah. – um, for me to be able to even bring that to mm -hmm. you. So I know that's a little bit different analogy to what you did, but it is cool that you like really stepped out in that obedience and then like what the Lord has blessed you with from that. And obviously I'm not saying like prosperity gospel here. Like I want to be careful, <laughs> but it is just cool. Um, and a good reminder of like really step out in that boldness and the Lord will be faithful because that's something I definitely yes. struggle with is I'm just like, Lord, like I want all these things, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And so just like living, not afraid of, mm -hmm taking steps of boldness for the Lord. Yes. Yeah. 
The next thing I kind of wanted to talk about is just when it comes to a lot of things in your life, um, especially obviously being in pageants, mm-hmm. uh, you're seeking a lot of man's approval over the Lord's approval, which we kind of talked about at the beginning. But how did you sort of make that switch? And what advice do you have for a lot of girls when it comes to this topic? Because I know, especially in today's day and age with like social media and stuff, even too, it's just so yes. easy to seek that approval of man. And I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, how how you made that switch. <laughs> yeah. So I think that seeking man's approval is also like, I like to call it like fear of man or like fear of man, like not, um, it's literally like the same thing. But um I think it's so difficult because the world around us is like constantly comparing people to one another <laughs> and <boom>. um, <laughs> comparing <laughs> and in pageants like that's that's exactly what they're doing and like I said like I'm not saying any of that to make pageants sound really bad um but that is a negative that comes with it is that the Lord says don't compare yourself to like the Bible says so many times like we should lift each other up and all these things and you go into the pageant world and you're like yes let's compare these 50 girls to one another based <laughs> on what they say and how they look like hello <laughs> and and like their likes and dislikes but I understand like you have to do that to like give someone a platform and a title and all the things um however I like I said earlier, like I definitely struggled with that and I still struggle with that because it was, it's what I was trained to do is like compare myself to other people. And I didn't like put this in my notes, but being here now, I've seen the Lord's faithfulness also in that way with providing, um, girl friendships where I don't feel like I'm comparing myself to them. And I know that they're not comparing themselves to me and we're all genuinely just, um, we have the same goal and that's to be, followers of Christ and genuinely having like deep girl friendships has been a way that I've seen like the Lord's faithfulness and um comparison is like so difficult like you were saying like especially with social media um but I think it's really important to know that like we're living for an audience of one and that is our creator and if we're living for our creator then like we shouldn't be worried about what people think of us because like he created us the way that we are and we should only be living for the approval of like him and like be living by what the Bible says. Um, and so I do have two little quotes that I want to share. Um, they're both by Charles Spurgeon, but the first one says it was the fear of man that caused Pilate's name to become infamous in the history of the world and of the church of God. And it will, it will be infamous to all eternity. The fear of man led him to slay the savior, take care Take care that it does not lead you to do something of the same kind. I'm not saying like being insecure, like fearing what people think of you is going to like <laughs> make you do something like pilot, <laughs> but it just shows like, oh, like that's a really big example of it. Um, and then the second quote says, the man who is trusting in the blood and righteousness of Jesus may not always be happy, but he is safe. He may not always be singing, but he is safe. He may not always have the joy of full assurance, but he is safe. He may sometimes be distressed, but he is always safe. He may sometimes question his interest in Christ, but he is always safe. And that um, goes with Proverbs 29, 25, which says the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Um, And, you know, whenever we are putting our our hope in the approval of man, um, we're literally just opening the door for the enemy to 
come in and like lie to us and tell us that we aren't good enough. Um, and there's a lot of like comparison issues that come with that and like body image stuff. But if we trust in the Lord and trust that he's, his approval is the only one that we're living for, um, then we'll be safe and we'll have comfort in that. And so, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for an audience of one, it's like a big thing that, um, one of my discipleship leaders used to tell me all the time and it's like kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things because like we should only be living for the audience of Jesus. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's also just cool to hear someone kind of talk about like with vulnerability, what that's been like in their life. And this is something I know I struggle with. And so I also just like love how you have the quotes in like scripture to back it up, especially the first Charles Spurgeon quote. I don't know. I've just never thought about mm-hmm. it that way of Pilate. Like literally it's, but that's exactly like why he did what he did is because he was like listening to what other people said yes. and he was scared of them. And so I think that's like, I don't know the right word, very eye opening, maybe mm-hmm. convicting for sure yeah. of like, okay, wow. And there's things that I do that are almost the same way of like denying Jesus or not trusting in him, but I trust in what other people say about me over him kind of Mm -hmm. thing too. And so that was just like, I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) That was, I'm definitely going to write that down somewhere. (laughs) I have like one Bible verse on my phone, Galatians 110 about um, trying to please man. So I need to add that quote to it. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I wanted to ask you just because I feel like you know, you've held so many different titles in your life where you might have found your identity in those things like fiance or Miss Teen Louisiana or, you know, XYZ. And also we've talked so much about, you know, man's approval and finding your identity in that. And so you've been bringing the word with, you know, all these awesome verses. And so I just thought it'd be, you know, fun and beneficial to ask, you know, what verses that you kind of cling to when you're needing to find your identity in the Lord rather than man. Yeah. Um, so I have so many, but um, I'll talk about some of them in our next little discussion <laughs> question. But one of them is um, Romans 12, 2, which says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, and there are a few things in that verse that I really like. The first one being, like, do not be conformed to this world. Like, you know, the world is going to tell you so many things that you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to look like and what you're supposed to wear and what you're supposed to say. Um, but our identity truly should be like in what the Lord says about us and what is in his, in his word and in his truth. Um, and then the next part of the verse says like, we should be transformed by the renewal of our minds and insecurity and comparison issues are all, um, within your mind. You know, we think all of these things and we're scrolling on social media And I think if we are truly putting our identity in the Lord, um, it is a lot easier for us to feel renewed every day. If we are constantly in his word, um, listening to the truth that like what his word says about us, then we, it's a lot easier for us to not put our identity. It's a lot easier for us to put our identity in that than to put it in what the world is saying about us. And so we won't be conformed to what the world does because we are being renewed every day and we're in the process of sanctification and the Lord is providing um, truth about us. Yeah, that's good. I also going along with that of like just trusting in the truth of who the Lord says we are. I know we've both kind of talked how we both have our own kind of struggles with body image. Mm -hmm. And so 
I just kind of wanted to know your advice you have for people kind of struggling with that as well and people who might be not only finding worth in what other people think about them but also finding their worth in like the way they look and like their body and mm-hmm. stuff like that so I have a lot of things that I could say about this because again in pageants like that's a really big thing um and I've learned a lot about myself through that and especially in the last year of growing my relationship with the Lord like I learned some of the toxic things that I think um, but, um, I think the world has come really far now and has removed like the true meaning of like what our physical body is made to do because it's made to do physical activity and like we get to spend time with our friends and, um, you know, a lot of people talk about when body image comes up, like we are made in the image of God, um, and our bodies were never meant to define our identity, diminish our purpose or come between Um, our relationships with people they were meant to glorify the lord um and your body is temple of the holy spirit um and i think that this was said like in a message recently at church (laughs) but it says we should take our cues of image and identity from god and not from the world around us um and i thought that was really good because if we know that we are made in the image of god then like we don't need to believe like what the world is saying about us um and another thing is um this is not directly about body image but it's about like thinking about like what people are gonna think about you or define you as and the world is going to define you by the way that you look just because like it's the world it's not going to define you by your heart or like what the lord says about you um but john 13 35 says by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another and i just tell myself like i would rather people define me by the way that I love others than by like what I look like. Um, and I'm defined as the Lord's. So I thought that was really good. And then, um, obviously like that verse that is thrown around so much, like we're fearfully and wonderfully made, like, yay, so sweet. Um, but another one of my favorites is Ephesians 2.10, which says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um, another translation uses the word masterpiece and the definition of that is uniquely made by the Lord's hands. A masterpiece is often a culmination of an artist's skill and hard work. And so if you believe that the Lord created you like with his hands and like we are his handiwork and we are his masterpiece, um, then we should believe that like he made us physically like exactly the way that he wants us to be. Um, and I'm so thankful for the way that the Lord created me and something that I like say often, um, about like physical comparison, but also like followers, like anything. Um, it's a Craig Rochelle quote, (laughs) but it says comparison makes you inferior or superior. (laughs) Sorry. Comparison makes you feel inferior or superior and neither honors God. And that quote like blew my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, like I compare myself physically so often or I compare myself emotionally so often or by how many friends I have like so often. And and if we look at this quote, we see like, okay, yeah, like if I'm comparing myself and then I feel better about myself after, it's because like I am full of pride because I feel like I'm better than someone for something like physical or whatever it may be. Or it's making me feel um, the opposite, which is like, I'm not feeling good about myself, which is which means I'm not believing like the truth that's in the Bible about like the Lord creating me exactly the way that he did. Um, 
and like he knitted me together like in my mother's room like he he made me exactly the way that he the way that I am today and so um I think it's really freeing to walk in the truth that like I am exactly the way the Lord wants me to be um yeah <laughs> yeah we had like so much ground to cover this episode because you have so many things in your story that I just wanted to touch on and talk about and I'm really glad that we got to and uh, you just have so much wisdom from the Holy Spirit that I'm really excited for girls and you know maybe guys <laughs> to listen to and um, really take to heart and maybe it's convicting and hopefully it's encouraging as well um, before we get to kind of the little favorite section could you just pray for everyone listening um, maybe specifically those that are going through a lot of the same struggles that you have gone through mm-hmm. um, Lord I thank you for all that you've done in my life and for your faithfulness and I pray for every girl that's listening or guy um, that you would show up in their lives and that they would begin to know your character better and that they would see your kindness and your faithfulness um, evident in their lives. Um, We know that you work all things together for the good of those that love you. And Lord, I pray that if they truly love you, that you would continue to work in their lives. Um, Thank you for Lauren and for her heart and the opportunity to speak to everyone on this podcast. Um, In your name, amen. Amen. Um, so this part transition is always kind of silly, but, um, obviously praise the Lord. And I hope that y'all, um, learned something and were encouraged by the last questions. But before we wrap up, I always, not always, but a lot of times with my guests like to just kind of go over their favorite things. Cause it's like fun, um, to kind of be silly and talk about girly things. And we can relate to that. And that's the personalities the Lord has given us. And also it can be people's interest if they see it too. And like maybe, lead them to listen to the episode all the reasons if you really want to know why we can you can tell me we can talk about it but anyways go ahead and just tell me your you know your recent october september favorites what are you loving right now and why also all this will be in my amazon store you should like my favorite um random things and yeah um so summer friday's lip gloss (laughs) which is on my list to buy now it's in the color cherry and it's it smells so good. It's so <laughs> makes me feel so girly and cute. Um, my New Balance five thirties. I wear them all the time. I've had. Did you wear them today? Wait, no. Oh, my Hoka's today. <laughs> Hoka also. But my New Balance five thirties. I have had those since like March, and they're my favorite shoe that I own. Um, free people like free people anything like activewear, free people movement, or like free people normal clothes. <laughs> like literally love and so good for fall. I feel like they have True. a lot of good transition pieces. <laughs> Yay. Um. My Awala love. And then um, Amazon. Have you gotten that back yet? Wait. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I know. If you know, you know when you're listening. <laughs> if you don't know, it's okay. Um, Amazon jewelry, slaying. Like, both of these rings. Sorry, guys. Both of these <laughs> rings from Amazon. And, like, gold hoops. They have so many good gold hoops. The ones that I'm wearing right now are from there. They're really cute. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then um, Gilmore Girls, because, like, it's so fall. Gilmore Girls is my favorite show ever it's like my comfort show what, it is my um show. what team are you on oh a voice <laughs> oh we're talking about like just all the men in the show luke is the best well, but yeah, i know yeah. you mean for Roy. yeah yeah um definitely not christopher if you are team christopher oh, then there's something wrong with you <laughs> luke is the best man in the entire show oh yes for sure. um i'm gonna go Okay, so I feel like we talked about this before, but, like... No, yeah, where, yeah, just so everyone she, knows. For where she wants to go, like, if she wants to be, like, her grandparents, then, like, Logan. Logan yeah. But if she wants to be, like, her mom, and, like, well, 
what she truly like loves doing, like all her like reading stuff, and someone who like genuinely like knows her. Jess. Jess. But Luke yeah. or not Luke. I mean Dean. Never. Oh Dean. Dean never. never. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. He's just not in the question. Or the so I think I think Jess, because like he's emotionally like he understands her. Yeah. But Logan is really sweet and he's so cute. <laughs> so cute. And then music right now is Gracie Abrams. Which I need to listen not to. Not because we have the same name, just because <laughs> Oh, and Noah Khan, but that's slay. So yeah. Yay! Yay! All the things. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun, and I hope you all enjoyed listening. And um, y'all will hear from me next week or next episode. I promise more coming soon. <laughs> okay, love y'all. Bye.